For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. What's up, everybody? Cena here. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get pumped. Because the last podcast network is doing a country jamboree at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville on June 18th. We'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter Side, Justin and I, of course, on Fraudsters, Someplace Underneath, The Story Must Be Told, and more. Tickets are available now. And again, that's the Ryman Auditorium, June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee, for the last Podcast Network Country Jamboree. Let's go. Yeah, and here's what I try to tell people, man, is that I paid I paid the worst price for shutting it down. Like as frustrated as people were for themselves and as hurt as they were for themselves one it was i took a really big public hit mm-hmm. uh you, you know like i took a lot of criticism for it yep. so i took the brunt of the of that hit and i knew that was coming but it was also an emotional death if you will for me it was something that i wanted to do yep. it's something to this day that i still i still feel very strongly about that we have not been able to turn a corner to get a, a mass of America behind some key issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they care and they're bothered, but we haven't been able to turn, the, turn that corner. And that's what I hope Justice Together could do. And uh, I've just, I mean, I've just owned it, man. I, I, people ask me about it when I speak and, um, it, you know, it was it was a failure on, on my end to manage that with everything else. And um, I wish it had gone differently. You know, I we literally refunded every single donation mm-hmm. that um, that anybody ever gave to us, which uh, I, I and when we did that, I thought like, OK, we, once we refund every donation, like every single dime, even people who gave a dollar or three dollars or whatever. I thought that would shut down a lot of the criticisms, but it didn't, you know, and so we did our best. You had one job. <laughs> I would say that despite all the missing money and all the, you know, people that gave me money and goodwill, I'd say the worst thing about it was the fact that my public image took a hit. <laughs> That's what I would say was probably the real victim. You know, and I really have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of remorse for the way I mismanaged that organization and things. And I will show my remorse by doing the same thing 17 more times.
Welcome back to Fraudsters. I'm Cena Gazdevi at Cena Now on all social media. Justin Williams is here and at Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. Yeah. Boom, boom. We are together, Justin. Look, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to touch you physically. I'm going to touch your fingertips. I feel the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. We are here in the Greenpoint studio of Last Podcast Network. We're feeling powerful. We're not in a virtual studio. I can see Hazel. Yeah. We can, we're here. This is amazing. I feel great. I feel like we could probably create a nonprofit, take the money, and run right now. That's how powerful <laughs> yeah. I feel. Right yeah, now. yeah, that's great. <laughs> Last Podcast Network is great. This is my first time in the studio. This is like joining the NWO. This is like, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, last week, you know, we talked about Sean King loving the response from everybody. I've gotten several text messages from people that are just saying, 40% exclamation points. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been really great. Make sure you check out our Discord, too. A lot of fun conversation there as well. But, you know, we're continuing the Sean King series as part of our Race Hustlers, you know, umbrella. But last week, Sean King, we talked about his fundraising ventures beginning all the way back in 2009, Justin, and the patterns that emerged afterwards. We left off in 2014 when he was publicly blasted for fundraising in the name of Tamir Rice without informing his family. So uncomfortable. The family was forced to pay for a lawyer just to gain access to the funds, of course. And even then, the funds were so mired in red tape that when Tamir's grieving mother, Samaria Rice, wanted to use the money to move houses... She was met with other challenges as well. After Sean posted online that he had made amends with the family, Samaria Rice publicly denounced him and his phony apologies. Why would you just go online and say, hey, I fixed it, and then just, (laughs) did you not cause enough harm? (laughs) You know, around the same time that he was fundraising for the Rice Family King launched an organization called Justice Together, okay? Mm -hmm. And now this is going to be difficult for people because, frankly— there's going to be a lot of justice phrasing here, and it's going to be confusing. But just know, people lost money and time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so justice together. Now, their goal was to end police brutality. Something we could all get behind, I think. Yeah. The website is no longer active, but, <laughs> but there's still an archived copy. And their approach to ending police brutality was listed as a two-pronged approach. Mm-hmm. change policy at the, quote, local, state, and national level, and secondly, launch the, quote, the Red Record, a platform to tell, quote, better, deeper, richer, more nuanced stories about the victims of police brutality, violence, their families, and the brave women and men for a better America. I like it because Samaria Rice was like, stop telling other people's stories, and Sean King's like, I want to start this new organization where I tell everyone's story. Can I just say also, too, there's so many people that come in and be like, I want to change the world one story at a time. No, we don't need more stories. No, yeah, we've got enough stories. Netflix ruined stories. We've got HD cell phone videos. <laughs> we don't need your story. Don't, don't need another one. You know, I like the hubris of calling uh, like all your media outlets like revivals of ones run by social justice icons, right? He's always like, I'm going to start the North Star. And, you know, it's just like, 
I'll revive Frederick Douglass's uh, newspaper and put it in my name, right? Which is hilarious because that's also Dr. Umar Johnson's thing, naming stuff after Frederick Douglass, right? And then there's also the Red Record, uh, which was uh, the the great anti-lynching activist Ida B. Wells. That was the name of one of her publications that documented lynchings. So yeah, just again, linking himself to like legendary African-American figures. Shout out to Karen Hunter for telling me about Ida B. Wells. One time she was co-hosting on her show and she had a shirt on and on air. This is back in the day. Yeah. She had the shirt and she goes, do you know who this is? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck my life. Yeah. I was like, no. She goes, you better know who she is. And I was like, oh, man. She's like, Ida B. Wells. And I figured out Ida B. Wells after that. It was good. Yeah. Publicly shaming me on the radio for not knowing uh, historic black figures is a good way to learn about historic black figures. On urban radio. Did on you have a bunch ur- of- On urban radio. Yeah, exactly. Did you have a bunch of pissed off black people? <laughs> you don't know about one of the greatest anti-lynching <laughs> advocates in the history of America. That saw her friend lynched in Tennessee, but then she moved up and wrote several influential articles for the Chicago Defender before launching her own publication. And she was also instrumental in the women's suffrage movement. You don't know that? <laughs> so it's good. Suffice to say, I learned my lesson. But let's, but justice together, you know, again, why would we be against something? Like Justice Together. It's also these names, like, it's it's also like, you can tell this Yeah, stuff. you don't want Justice Together, Justin? You want Justice Apart? What do you want? There is no Justice Together. That's why I like all these things, because you, you can tell who it's launched at. Like, everybody, like, who's, like, black knows that justice is not going to happen together. It's going to be a way to just get white people to just leave you alone. Like, like, like there's never going to be, like, 100% white consensus. Like, whatever happens... 35% of white people are going to be against you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No matter what. No matter what. Like yeah. like people hit Dr. King in the head with a brick. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like the model like of what they want. So really the key is is just to push things to the point of near revolution and then you get moderate reform. That is our history. So there's no website for that. It's called you have to take everything out of this Macy's. Yeah. Um, until uh, they pass some laws to get you to stop going in that Macy's. And it's funny that- the, That is like, our history in this country. That's usually the line. They're like, they've they've looted the Macy's. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, all white people dear. care about. Oh, oh, the target has been vandalized. <laughs> yeah, that's what, but like, capitalism, you have to become a threat to capitalism. Absolutely. And then you get, like, human rights. There's no, like, oh, we're all just going to link up and it's going to be kumbaya. It's like, that's never going to happen. Who? is standing up for the good retailers of Walmart. <laughs> you can't break their windows. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's the only move we got left. That I like how nobody learned anything. For this, it's like, you didn't learn about the like the lessons of the 60s? No. Like, Civil Rights Act and all that stuff. All that stuff. You notice how the Civil Rights Movement really picks up as the fires start happening? Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta get, that's how it gets more attention. <laughs> I'm pro-rioting, by the way. If everybody's listening to this, I've changed my position. Normally, like, you know how like people parse in their position? You know, I, I just want to say I'm not pro-violence. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah, I'm pro-violence for human rights. I will wreck any retail establishment in order to get new things, first of all, and also to get you to treat me as a human being. Yeah. If, first of all, two things. I need the new OLED <laughs> display 65-inch yeah. Bravia by Sony, mm-hmm. also human rights. Yeah. And if we got human rights first and then I got a Sony Bravia OLED 65 inch, I'm open to that as well. But human rights is the key, I think. Yeah. <laughs> human rights need to have. Rodney King's was beat on tape and those officers were acquitted. South Central LA burned down and we got police reform. <laughs> there we go. And OJ out. You just need. <laughs> 
10 to 15 more <laughs> giant riots like that, that burn parts of the city. Yeah. And maybe we'll get closer to some equality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, 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 the human rights thing, is, it's very clear. That's the thing I think we... We skip over. We even call it police reform, but we're really talking about human rights. Oh yeah, we're not. We're not talking about like like oh better police practice. No motherfucker. We're talking about human rights. To not be killed in an extrajudicial public killing by your government. You're That's a what radical, we're talking about. Professor Williams, you're a <laughs> radical. So anyway, so justice together seemed legitimate more so than its predecessor, justice. That's all. Okay, so you got JT and then you got JTA. All right. I hope we're excited about this. Justice That's All was a short-lived organization that King had that had the same goal of ending police brutality. It's almost like a theme here. Yeah. It was short-lived, although according to King, Justice That's All raised around $6,000. Justice Together, on the other hand, was not initially proposed as an organization that was supposed to take donations. Okay, so this is important. Justice Together was a nationwide organization with members in all 50 states and had a board that brought together some of my favorite people, Gabrielle Union and Regina King. To distinguish women that are half vampire. <laughs> That's true. Have they, not aged they, in like 35 years yeah. in public view. They will do Death Becomes Her when they're both 70 and they'll just use like Josh Hartnett or something. And they'll be like 10,000 years old. <laughs> so in spite of the lofty goals and credibility of the board that they had, just a few months after Justice Together launched, King told members via email that the social activism group was shutting down and that he would be returning 100% of the donations he received. Ah, I wonder why, Justin. <laughs> I wonder why. According to a source inside Justice Together, King Closing Shop was prompted by a board member reaching out to clarify that the organization didn't in fact take donations. After all, this person had only agreed to be part of the organization with the understanding that money was not involved. So when this person received a text from an old friend about donating, but not receiving anything they had been promised, this got the board member a little suspicious. <laughs> and so they reached out to King to be like, hey, you guys aren't actually taking donations, right? Because that that's exactly the reason... I'm here, is that you're not taking donations. And then King did his normal thing of disparaging the source of the critique while he did not know that the board member had a personal relationship with this person. <laughs> it brought up a lot of concern, obviously, around Justice Together, but before that concern could even come to fruition, either through board members resigning or holding King's feet to the fire on issues of accountability, King just said, you know what? If you're going to complain this much, I'm, it's over. Justice together is over. We're not doing justice. We're going to do justice apart. It's too difficult to organize, and I'm too busy, he said. Literally said, I'm too busy. He's too busy now. Too busy. Thought this literally was the busy you wanted. Yeah. He's too busy now for social justice. Okay, here's the best part. He would now return 100% of the donations that went to justice together. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure 100 of the donations got back to people. Of I like course it, they did, Justin. What are you trying to say, Justin? I like it always. He defines. He, he always goes, "I'll return 100 of the unspecified <laughs> and unverified amount of money that went directly into my PayPal." It's like a promise to return 100 of something when there's no accounting of how much you raised is not 
a real promise. Well, that means you can make 100% out of anything, baby. Yeah, that means <laughs> you give $80 back to people, and then you put those four people on your Twitter account. You go, these are people Look, refunded. happy customers. <laughs> yeah. A week later, Justice Together state directors, right? Again, state directors. You know what that means? That means you had people working. So yeah. forget the donations money. This is what I, I, I always try to convey to people. It's like the money is one thing. The time and emotional labor that people put into these things is incalculably more than just some donations, right? That's the thing. You, like, brought people's hearts into these things. And that's the vulnerability that drives me up the wall. Yeah. And so they published an open letter about the discrepancies between King's public persona and the actual man that he is. These directors called their newly formed group JT30. JT30 was comprised of 500-ish individuals who were actively working to combat police brutality and racial inequality in America. But their actions were often thwarted by King's presence as well as his absence. So helicopter management, right? The letter starts by introducing the authors as a, quote, diverse array of activists from all walks of life and goes on to say that it made sense to each of them initially to join this exciting new organization. I have an organization they can join. What is it? Instead that? of the JT30. Mm-hmm. It's called the Black Panther Party for <laughs> Self-Defense. Uh, you get a leather jacket, you get a beret, and you get a sawed-off shotgun. Could I join the Black Panthers now? You could. You could have joined it then. I, then? Yeah, you could have joined it then. They would have taken me. Yeah, they had. They needed accountants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment, Justin, because I'm a very organized man. <laughs> they did have white lawyers. They, they would did have, have, I'm sure. Yeah. Do you think they would have, like, trained me and suited me up? No, they, they had, a fil- they had like, loose affiliation. If you would have been, like, uh, they, they they had a love-hate <laughs> relationship. Say if I came and said I'm with the Taliban, and <laughs> they would have been like, absolutely, come on in. If you were with a, a anti-colonial movement, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but they, they, like, if you were, like, with students for a democratic society, they would they had, like, a love-hate relationship. Right, 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 because yeah. they're wishy-washy. Well, they're they they get away with things only white people can get away yeah. with. So they actually like blow up, uh, like they blow up like Vietnam recruiting station, like Weather Underground and all that exactly. stuff. I was just gonna bring them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those people actually pledge like allegiance to Black Panthers, but the Black Panthers are like we can't get Ooh, no, away with no, any of that. No, so no, you guys are actually engaging in terrorism. You guys do that shit, they'll come after us. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna read the letter because I think it's important for all of us to hear it here. It was only natural that we answered the call to action by Sean King in August of 2015. Sean King, a prominent voice in raising awareness of police brutality, announced the mission of a new coalition that he was spearheading and inspired us to join. We each stepped up to the plate to comprise the State Directors of Justice Together, a nonprofit organization founded by King to fulfill the mission of ending police brutality in the United States. <laughs> it was like such a huge goal. <laughs> It's going to be, you got to, you got to end it. We're going to end all malfeasance by uh, like one sector. That's like if we started this show, we're going to like, we're going to end lying. (laughs) (laughs) By mid-August, the state directors of Justice Together began working under the authority of Sean King. And we dedicated ourselves to the mission by devoting time and money to organize locally to support a state wide national and eventually international effort to eradicate police brutality. Sure. Tall, tall order there. I guess. International. Tall order. Tall. First of all, I like when these liberal movements say the word international, 
I love you. Thank you. Your heart is in the right place. You have no idea what's happening outside of this country. Yeah. Like the international violence that happens, like in Iran, for example, yeah. I can only speak from what I know. You can't even come close. Yeah. Like it's not even what happens before noon on a Tuesday is like 20 George Floyds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is fucking bananas what's happening around the world. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I love Justice Together because they're like, our North Korean chapter has not been heard from. <laughs> <laughs> our correspondent in Fallujah <laughs> seems to be out of pocket and we can't get in touch with them. Yeah. Like, I just... Anyways. We brainstormed, collaborated, created assessment tools, promoted the mission, and mobilized volunteers. However, by October, we realized that our devotion was in vain. Throughout the month of October, we waited for instruction while we're frequently reaching out to an absent executive director. I wonder who they're talking about. We asked Kang to delegate tasks and responsibilities to ease his workload. That's called managing up people. Very good to do. Ask the person that's above you, what can we take off? How can we help? But those requests fell on deaf ears. It became glaringly obvious that King had abandoned our efforts and failed to serve as a liaison between state directors and the board of directors. Volunteers questioned leadership, and we conveyed those concerns to Sean King. On November 5th, 2015, despite our collective talent, our hard work, and commitment to justice, Sean King made an executive decision to erase the collaborative efforts that state directors had worked to create. And he effectively closed all state chapters of justice together except the chapter in his home state of Georgia. The letter goes on to say that King was, quote, evasive and defensive when they sought direction about when and how to mobilize. And that he, quote, silenced dissent without productive discussion. He removed volunteers for speaking up due to his self-proclaimed paranoia. He repeatedly failed to meet his own timelines for his participation in the work and he failed to delegate or discuss internally anything of consequence within the organization. This is what's always so frustrating, again, about these kinds of movements that, you know, like Campaign Zero, decentralized. Like Black Lives Matter, decentralized. Like yeah. anyone could kind of pick up and keep the movement going. This is how movements should be with like a loosely held but a tight group of shared values. That's yeah. how they, he centralized everything. JT30 yeah. called out his narcissism hypocritical lack of transparency, and poor leadership. They said that he was a bottleneck, demanding to be part of every decision, but failing to show up. I think there's also a thing I read that he like wouldn't even let them create a Slack channel without his approval. And as a guy who runs a company that uses Slack, I can't, it gives me like a chest pains to even think if I like had to approve a Slack channel. What is a Slack channel? It's never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'm not. I'm not. The Slack. Just throw me out the window. I, I just got Instagram like <laughs> eight weeks ago. What do you want? Jesus He's probably insulating. He doesn't want anything to become an avenue for criticism of him. Yeah, of course. That's just insecurity is what that is, right? Whenever you It's not insecurity. You don't want to create a, a thing where people can share you're a fraudster. It's not insecurity when he deletes all these tweets. He delete he plagiarizes people, then he deletes it. He takes it down because because all of this is receipts. So he doesn't want to create another place where receipts can be made. I see. So it's it's intentionally covering his his ass. He's covering his ass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. 
try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. There's a great complex article on Sean King later that claimed that Sean King cared more about JT members reblogging King's articles, to your point, Justin, yeah. than furthering the goals of the organization. The article said, the message that was sent to me and others was the only activism and work that was valuable to King was his own, said Jasmine Petty, a former Texas state director and civil engineer who was serving in the U.S. Air Force when she joined Justice Together. Quote, she said, we're kind of disposable. Oh, so it's just disposable, just, just much like the razors that Sean King uses on his thin, thin mustache. mustache. It's got a lot of maintenance, by the way. Yeah. You can't use clippers. You got to use a razor. Because, yeah, because you could accidentally clip the whole thing off. with. Oh, clippers. my God. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a beard and sometimes I use the clippers to just like trim my lip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That area. And I go too far up. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And then I look like I've part of a different political party. This also brings us back to D. Ray McKesson's Medium post, which was published in 2019, but spoke on his time at Justice Together. Alongside Regina King and Gabrielle Union, Mm. McKesson was on the board of Justice Together. On the topic of Justice Together, McKesson's first point was that, quote, when people disagreed, they were removed from the group or it was stated that they were white supremacists or trolls. White supremacists. (laughs) We've been infiltrated. This civil rights organization has been infiltrated by Klansmen. This this Slack channel has white supremacists. Regina King is a white supremacist. His second point was that, surprise, surprise, King vacillated wildly on how much money was raised. At one point, he claimed to have raised $11,000 in two hours alone. 
In another email, he said that JT had raised $10,000 from just one single donor. And at one point after the smoke was already in the air, King said, quote, By the end of this year, our combined donations for the entire year will be about $36,000, and that includes the podcast production grant. We will file our taxes and publish our annual report showing all of our income and expenses. There was no fucking report. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I wanted everyone out there, I hope you were like, and was there receipts? I hope you all said that. Shanking is the old, you know, that old saying that we have down in Tennessee. You may have it in Texas. What's that? Uh, fool me once. Mm-hmm. Shame on me. And then it's like, and then fool me twice. Just sh- you, don't go to Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. Won't, won't be fooled again. <laughs> Who are you? In a post on November 20th, 2015, King said that he returned 100% of the $9,723 raised in donations. (laughs) How did that number get so specific? I raised $10,000 in an hour. I raised $11,000 in one day. I returned all $940. (laughs) You know what's funny about that? If you remember from Charles Ponzi, the first thing that he did was write those fake checks for very specific amounts of money. Yeah. So according to King's own emails that D-Ray screenshot included in the post, they had raised more than three times that amount. Yeah. And that is only underscored by donors saying they were never paid back as previously mentioned. Uh, I know. It's just, it's, you know, like, this is like, you know, if you're watching, like, Surviving R. Kelly, you know how it's, like, 25 parts? Yeah. Or, like, the Bill Cosby thing, and it's the same thing over and over again? Yeah. And by the time you get to story, like, number four, you're like, like yeah. no, 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 <laughs> don't do it, don't do it, no, you do it, and, and it just doesn't stop. That's what, that's Sean King with these fundraising yeah, things. Yeah, it's yeah. just, and people try to bring it up. Yeah. Another point made in the Medium Post was that there was actually no evidence that taxes were ever filed. (laughs) It's just like stealing. We got that clip that we played in episode one here. On top of that open letter from JT30, many former donors announced that, that they never received their money back. King went to Twitter to publicly shame the donor by calling them trolls and saying that they had never donated in the first place. It's a good time to remind everyone I have still donated to Umar Johnson. <laughs> I have not been added to it. Justin, I think you did give an example of this. Um, can you give us the gist of, of, of what he said to this person that said that they didn't get a refund? Yeah, please note in all caps, Sean King says on Twitter, this person publicly demanding a refund for a donation she made never made a donation. It's all a hoax. <laughs> a hoax. It's like, it's, it's like all these people are supposed to be against Donald Trump and then he starts like deploying his language. It's so funny. This is what we're up against. People using fake names, fake profile pics, making fake claims, all to discredit not only what we're doing, but the movement in general. Sad and disturbing stuff. What I also do like this here is like it's the cult uh, thing of anybody saying, hey, Sean. You specifically, where is my money? And what he's doing here is going, why do you hate civil rights? <laughs> Nobody's challenging the movement. I want my $40 back, Sean King. You know, it's it's funny, again, and it's like, again, let's take everything in the light most favorable to Sean King. You still mismanaged all these funds. The way you combat this is you say, here are the receipts. 
so easy to make this. No other organization has this many problems. All right. Uh, it's just it's it's very it's very distressing to see somebody like this. But I but what I. I'm very interested in kind of the cult quality that he's done because yes. this is what he does now. Anytime someone's making a good point, he now like if he doesn't just delete it, he'll retweet and go, you see what's happening here, everybody? They don't want us to do what we're doing. It's like you haven't done anything. You just keep like disappearing well, it organizations. The, it preys on the insecurity. Yeah. People feel like he's being taken advantage of or he's subject to these bots or he's subject to a conspiracy from the right yeah. and all of these yeah. things. And even if those things, again, are still true, yeah. it doesn't excuse the fact that you still need to do your job properly. Well, the right is actually not even worried about the fundraising because they're all racist. So yep. they're just like obsessed with his racial identity. <laughs> that that for them, that's the thing. It's just like he ain't black. Yeah. Joe Biden said he ain't black. <laughs> like that's the what the right is saying. Yeah. Like everyone else is just like, where is my money? Yeah. And yeah. Well, how and, is it being used? And when you look at the replies to Sean King, it's really sad because he's got these people. They're like we're with you, Sean. You're doing the hard work in the streets and they don't want to see you. And you're just like, man. This goes to show you that social capital is the, the like the most valuable form of capital. Yeah, yeah. It's the suckers. It was later discovered that money collected from donors to Justice Together appeared. That's why he got to fraudsters. This right here. Yeah. Money collected from Justice Together appeared on bank statements as being from justice that's all.org so the money from the newer organization was actually showing up in the bank account as bank statements from the old organization that was defunct that only apparently raised $6000 so this guy is laundering social justice money that is my fucking this is that why when i read this i almost I jumped out of my seat i was like this is for, that's the fraud that is the thing yeah. when you wash the money out of your old organization and you put it in this new one again Listen, man, if you were a hedge fund and you did this from one hedge fund to the next, no one's going to complain. But you're you're, a, you're supposed to be a progressive activist and like money going from two different organizations, one being one that you said was completely done and only raised $6,000 and that you have all this money now being pumped through it. And taxes are probably being filed over there, which means you can write off your expenses on that. And all of a sudden, if you put out a report for Justice Together, well, all of a sudden the expenses are different. All of a sudden, the pay's different. All of a sudden, the numbers are all different. King was never able to explain, though, why the money went to his defunct grassroots organization, Justice. That's all. Apparently, though, his ears ringing because two weeks after King unilaterally shut down JT and one week after JT 30 called him out in an open letter, former members of Justice That's All also published an open letter. Here's another grid red flag, folks. If you got people you worked with consistently writing open letters to you, mm -hmm. it should be an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is like another flag. They echoed the struggles that are outlined in, in the JT30 letter, writing that the end of JT was nearly identical to that of the JTA ending. Quote, we too repeatedly asked King to participate in decision-making with us to provide direction and to help us publicize our work. We too had our organization shut down without warning with the flimsy and patently untrue excuse given that the group has been infiltrated by trolls. Oh, really? <laughs> that week? You know, you could just kick them out of the Slacks channel. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? The NAACP has to shut down because it was infiltrated by trolls. Mean posts on the message board. The NAACP is no more. <laughs> it's 
Like not a real civil rights organization. <laughs> they also said that King, quote, used JTA's organizational email list to promote his book and solicit contributions for Justice Together. Who do we remember that used an email list from one source from his own people to promote their own political campaign and marketing? I wouldn't say that I'm a racist per se. I'm not anti-black or anti-Jew. I'd say that I'm more pro-white, and it's okay to be white. You should be proud of your European heritage. David Duke! (laughs) He dismissed people with legitimate criticism of his behavior as, quote, trolls, to the point that one member presented him with a cease and desist letter demanding an end to character attacks. The letter ends more kindly than King frankly deserves. We applaud King's writing and activism, which has been a force for change and have amplified the message of Black Lives Matter. However, given the power imbalance between those like King with a national media platform versus those who work quietly in the background, we must clearly and forthrightly call influential leaders to account when that power imbalance is used to elevate an individual voice at the expense of the movement. Yeah, they, they need to stop writing these like uh, really wordy things and it should just be like, Sean King, stop fucking stealing all the money. <laughs> Thank you. Like, why do they keep writing? They keep trying to write, like, this is what's so funny about the corporate, like, stuff. They're like, we want to write this thoughtful statement. It should be like, Sean King, stop stealing money. Yeah. That should be the open letter. Sean King, you're a fucking thief. Yeah. And cut that little beard off. This is, that sounds like a good Twitter thread. Yeah. (laughs) Cut that little beard off. That little thing at the on your chin, at the bottom of his, it goes into his neck. It's all, it's all disturbing. It's it's a lot of facial hair you don't see on anybody else (laughs) in the world. All of this, that's just as bad as the money laundering. (laughs) So all this stuff, the JTA letters, all this stuff, just one month. This happened. It was a bad month, man. Yeah. And what does King do in response to this? Does he, does he take accountability? Does he, does he do a mea culpa? Does he reach out to critics to heal, to do a restorative circle? Yeah. I'm going to guess no. No. It's, uh, I'm going to guess he raised more money. I'll tell you what, Justin. You don't need a PhD to, to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> On the same day the JTA open letter is published, King launches a website called... SeanKingTruth.com. Also, <laughs> it's just, shame it, it's on It's just the Ed. World Trade Center falling. <laughs> <laughs> Sean King doesn't melt still beans. <laughs> <laughs> shame on everyone else, although that at JT and JTA that didn't buy that URL before he bought it. Sean King Truth. Yeah, he totally is preempting that, Sean King Truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one has a good enough sense of humor in those organizations to buy a good parody uh, URL <laughs> like that. I believe there's a screenshot, thanks to the Internet Archive. Justin, do you mind reading that from the homepage? Yeah, it's so funny. White supremacists and conservatives are attacking Sean King because he is effective. Mm-hmm. That's in bold. That's yeah. in bold. Headline H1 font, if you will. And then the body copy below says what? Since the murder of Mike Brown in Ferguson, Sean King has become one of the most respected voices for the Black Lives Matter movement. His articles for the Daily Coast and now the New York Daily News have been among the most widely read and shared articles on injustice around the world. In the spirit of Ida B. Wells, he shines bright light on what is, in effect, modern day lynching. As the most visible fundraiser for families affected by police brutality, Sean has become a frequent target of death threats and smear campaigns. This website was created to attack those lies with facts. And then he asked for emails at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
just like he also published his own medium posts in late November. Uh, it's a big, big month, big few weeks for him. It's the same. He only responds to criticism from Bill O'Reilly and <laughs> all questions about his integrity entirely to the conservative media, which, again, you're going to get all the, you know, normal people that are online that are just trying to do what they think is right by liking the right stuff, by retweeting the right stuff. You're just whipping them into a fury and be like, they're ganging up on Sean King. This is awful. Yeah, it's like Dr. Umar saying all of his critics are like uh, gay people that are secret agents for the white man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, frankly, never, I uh, hope they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a month later, he posted another medium article, which was entitled A Complete Accounting of Every Doll Raised by Sean King Throughout the Black Lives Matter Movement. Now, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> this is not an actual accounting. Yeah. I don't think it's like, what's that from Princess Bride? When you talk about it's like the word accounting, it's like, I don't think that words means what you think it means. <laughs> accounting does not mean that. Yeah. So this is actually funny because I hadn't followed uh, Sean King super closely. Uh, but then when I saw actually this, this is when I knew this guy was like a complete fraud. It was actually his attempt at an explanation. Yeah, that's same same for me actually as well. Yeah. Like I remember reading this and I was like, oh man. And actually Karen Hunter, I remember, was in like a public spat about it and was like calling it out. And I was like, huh, let me like look into this. Finally, there's like a real thing, you know. Justin, do you mind reading a little bit from this post? These lies are doing very <laughs> real damage to my name, <laughs> to my reputation, to my wife, to kids, and people ask me about this BS and to the families. I've helped raise money oh for as they continue to have to waste their time talking about this. We are actively in the process of planning defamation lawsuits against every person and outlet who has egregiously reported that I have done anything wrong with funds in this movement. We were going to release a full report in January, but we have opted to go ahead and do this now. I have not misappropriated, misspent, or mishandled a single penny from the Black Lives Matter movement. Period. This is a complete fabrication that was first started by white supremacists and ultra-conservatives soon after Mike Brown was murdered. It has been since been picked up by other... It has been since been... Not a great writer in this... It has since been picked up by other outlets who will do anything for clicks and eyeballs and refuse to actually investigate the truth. I mean, first, why did you bring up your wife and kids? No one has brought up your wife Nobody and kids. Nobody said nothing about that. Don't, wife and kids. No one is talking about your wife and kids. Yeah. No one wants that. We want just, just no normal amount of transparency and accountability. And as far as like the conservatives, quit giving them ammunition. Yeah, he's he's like the conservatives' greatest like gift. Yeah, it's like a fraudster. It's like it's like they claim all civil rights activists are race hustlers, and he actually is a race hustler. Yeah, so yeah, he's like Bill O'Reilly. Of course, like Bill O'Reilly loves him. Oh God, of course. And they he's also just... get to make black jokes. Uh, like they he they, they 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 feel like they have license to. Yeah, because they because if they say he's not black, then they can like just like make a bunch of racist black jokes. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that's true there is that he threatens journalists with lawsuits. Yeah. And, you know, I think the funny thing about the we'll sue 
Yeah. You know, for like defamation and stuff like that. You've got to the standard of care, the proof. You know, you've got to prove that it's lies. Yeah. So how do you prove that it's lies? Show the receipts. <laughs> well, you know who else uh, used to uh, sue people for defamation? Who's that? Uh, as a way to silence uh, their critics or anyone coming forward with information. Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cover more of the lawsuits next week, but that narrative of the victims, uh, a victim of trolls being on overworked uh, do-gooder, it, it works. Here's a clip of King summarizing his response to the lack of transparency on the BET show Black Coffee. People say there's a lack of transparency with the fundraising. Some pe- people, fundraising for families yeah. or fundraising for an organization, they say when the organization doesn't do successful, doesn't work out successfully, or there's something happens, that somewhere along the line, there's some lack of communication, some lack of transparency about where the money goes. And the accusation is that you're keeping it. Yeah, which is a, a, which is a lie. Like, first and foremost, when people say that, that's a crime. <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson would have life if it was true. family or for a cause, if I kept... 50 cents of that money, I have committed a felony. Like, you are not allowed to raise money for anything and pocket it on the low or do it. Anytime I've raised money, I've always had two or three other full-time jobs myself. Mm -hmm. Almost every dollar I've ever raised goes directly to the families themselves. When I've raised money for organizations, I'm not even managing that money. Like, I have never, in the five years of this movement, I've never even had access to a dollar that I've raised. Bullshit. Oh, sorry. I think I'm getting COVID again. (laughs) Well, except for all the money that went directly into his checking account, according to the records we have. Why does does this dog you? No, I think I I know, and I have to push through it. I am literally the most visible fundraiser within, not only just within the movement. That is a problem, that you are the most visible person (laughs) in this movement. That is not a feature, that is a bug. That is a fundamental problem with you doing all of these things. It's also like, again, like very alarming. It's like he's raised $30 million. I mean, like every initiative's failed. (laughs) Like no money has went anywhere. Yeah. It's like- Show me the reform. Well, it's also tell me, tell me anything. It's also just, it just also just mean, but that claim is like, is he a millionaire actually? (laughs) Off of money he's stolen, like he, like he makes his claim. He's like, you know, just things didn't work out, and I've returned every dollar. But then he's like, I've also raised thirty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. And even if he were to take a reasonable amount as payment, he should be doing very well for himself. You know what I mean? Like, I think his mismanagement, again, is so bad that he can't even skim the money properly, but that his real wealth is, again, the social capital that keeps getting pumped up. That's how he's making a living. Yeah. And and then also the the 40% of everything you raise is in back. Listen, 40% is a reasonable margin to make off the backs of traumatic occurrences of people's lives. When you take six figures from a failed initiative. Oh, God. It's great. This is like, it's like, he's just like the kind of like corporate parachute guy of civil rights movement. It's like you come in, wreck a company, you know, take the bonus, take all the stuff. And meanwhile, everybody else, you know, gets a white box and like a foreclosure notice. So this clip, right, is four years after Samaria Rice, right? Four years after all of the letters from JT and JTA. Mark Lamont Hill, of course, the host, invited him on the show. And that alone gives him a lot of credibility. 
Hills, a prestigious black academic and cultural commentator. And of course, it's true. You know, King had weathered a lot of criticism pretty well. Also in 2019, he was awarded the Social Movement Award at the BET Social Award. <laughs> and, and he was endorsed by former presidential candidate and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who wrote the foreword to King's 2020 book, Make change. This is funny. It's so funny that BET legitimizes him in the same way that uh, the Breakfast Club just keeps putting Umar on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's like stop giving this person a national platform. Also, given Bernie's like issues with like race and how he only talks about economics and stuff like that, I think he would just was begging to just do anything to fix his image. Oh, yeah, but stuff. Bernie is looking for somebody who, but it makes perfect sense. Sean King has credibility yeah. with the Bernie Sanders wing of the civil rights movement, which is hilarious because none of these people it's like the the entire source of the problem with all of this right is that they actually don't have very much legitimacy in the black community right and that's it's, what, it's, it's, it's always his blind spot yeah yeah so it's like Sean King is like the person that if you were going to make the worst mistake in the world that's who you would attach yourself to well done Bernie but it's also too because a lot of the mainstream civil rights figures are so tied to the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Bernie doesn't have like a ton of choice, but he could have went. But yeah, it's just like Sean King is just a bad choice in all the ways. Right? Not a good look. Things started to get loose in 2015. The real avalanche, of course, came in 2019, and we're going to cover that next week. Again, three. You what do you think, people? You think we were going to do two episodes on Sean King and three, like, four-hour episodes on Steven Seagal? No, we're going to give you your money's worth, okay? We'll also talk about why Sean King's actions, even if well-intended, caused real harm. And they're worthy of a three-part series here on Fraudsters Race Hustlers. Frosters is a production of Zero Cool Media and the last podcast network. Race Hustlers. Race Hustlers. <laughs> Call 1-900-RACE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-HUSTLE-H